When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kawhi, welcome back, man. Um, are you bigger? Are you stronger? Uh, I feel stronger. Yeah, I feel I feel stronger for sure. It's been what 14, 15 months of no basketball. Uh, you know, playing in an NBA season for me, no basketball. So that whole 13, 14 month process is just lifting, lifting weights, and getting stronger. So. I definitely got a lot stronger. Was there a chance that you would have come back for the playoffs last year? Had had they gotten that far or, or not? I mean, it's all what it could have should have right now. But, uh, yeah, if they would have made it to the finals last year, you would have seen me playing. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of the horn. Welcome to Calipcast. I'm your host, Chris Wilde. He's Burbank Hank, a.k.a. Henry Dibbon, and we are at Media Day, baby. Oh, we are literally sitting outside the Honey Center. The Honey, honey Training Center? Is that what you call it? It's called the Honey oh. Bear Honey Do Honey Mallon. Yeah, if you're I'm losing really, your mind. I'm really, you know what? I'm going to run around a little bit. Ah! Now, the reason Burbank ah! Hank is happy is, A, he's out of Burbank. B, he just saw the world's greatest oh athletes gosh. up close and personal. Who did you see, Hank? Well, right when I walked in the door, I saw the voice of the Clippers, Brian Seaman, who did the funniest, haven't seen my good buddy Burbank Hank in nine months walk and came running over, hugged me. We talked about he our family. He called families. it a duck walk. It was like a duck earlier. walk. He was so stoked. And while we're doing it, Zubots is getting his photos taken next to a big fake chain link fence. Oh, it's a real chain link fence. Right. It's not a fake fence. But it was fashion, not Fashioned, function. Yeah to show our grittiness, I'm sure. And sure. it just was an amazing moment. So he's who I saw first. With Street scenes. lights, not spotlights. That's why. That's sure, our whole motto. Sure, but that, But then I saw my best friend and broadcast partner, Chris Kowild. Oh, I love that guy. Free chicken sandwiches, drinking oh, some delicious. ice cold free sodas. Sure. There goes Hank's mask I don't off in the wind. recording. We've got Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, John Wall. Too much audio. We got so much. I tried to keep notes about great things that players said. Oh yeah. And it's nonsense because it was just faster than I could type. Faster than I could type. Should we get right into it? Talking about the players? You and I are very positive people. We have a very sunny disposition. Sure. We are regular rain clouds compared to Reggie Jackson. I know it's crazy. Um, I'm excited because yeah, I'm excited just because I'm excited to be back in this building. Like I said, I'm excited to do what I love to do again. I'm excited that's a new season that uh, guys allowed me to be here so far healthily and allowed me to be here. Um, amazing group and amazing organization, honestly. I mean, I don't know how many owners are showing up at media day, and I hopefully y'all got to witness that, got a glance of it. Uh, Steve Palmer's over here. I'm not sure if he took pics or not, but he's definitely walked through the stations. He's definitely amping us up. And uh, just how, you know, his humility and, and – his inviting uh, spirit, how happy he is. And I think he's a beacon of light a lot of times as he reminds people that this life isn't about enjoyment. Like, I know we can look at, you know, his monetary success and everything he has in this world, but the biggest thing is, I believe, uh, is his spirit. And I think his spirit has carried him to be in a position that he is. So I always look to him, uh, kind of try to mirror that. But uh, really just excited about how deep we are as a team. Definitely the deepest team that I've uh, been a part of. And which is scary to say I played with three MVPs. Compared to the team in general, it was very it was noted by me in particular how many players talked about their inner peace, their mental health, their joy, and how much they were out there seeking that. And so almost everybody seemed a little bit like Reggie Jackson today. Reggie is Mr. Positivity. Oh, and so I think positive. it's infectious. Is that possible, Hank? The playing with Reggie is making these guys sunnier. It's really possible. It's really possible. Reggie had a really amazing quote where he actually said, I've never worked a day in my life. Right. I play a kid's game. I live a kid's life. I get to do something I love to do. I've never worked a day 
in my life. Uh, I have a kid's job. Like I, I mean, I play a kid's game for a living. I'm able to take care of my family. Um, yeah, I know we do have stressors. We have things that hit us in life, um, especially, you know, Rocco and John touch on. There's definitely a mental health aspect to it, but uh, I think I just took it as the half empty, half full. And that's how I kind of started approach life again, started approaching this game is where their perspective is. If it's half, it's my perspective. And it's always my intent. So I, be, I believe that's one of the biggest things in, in this life is intent is, is kind of, that's all I, I can try to measure is you don't know the results. You never know what's going to happen. But if I intend to do something well, then I can live with that result. So it's all about the process. I enjoy the process. I enjoy, like I said, waking up. I enjoy the tribulations of the game. I enjoy down the down times, um, the hard moments of life. Like, they suck while you're going through them, but, like, I enjoy them because it lets me know I'm alive. And that's the biggest thing is to always remind myself I'm still here. I'm still breathing. I'm still kicking. And, um from there, I can, I can accomplish and achieve anything. Yeah, man. And you feel it, like he was clowning when the other guys were doing right, their media day. Right. They were heckling with him back and forth. Uh, and at one point, they, yeah, uh, the woman running the media event said, "Jamie DiMaggio." Oh, it was, I it was Jamie. She said, "I think Reggie's excited to get up here." And he yelled, "I'm just excited. We got John Wall." <laughs> but then right. while Reggie was up there, he's uh, shouting out everybody that he sees who's walking by. But yeah, absolutely, it could be an infectious thing coming from Reggie. I also think. There is mental health awareness. What I found interesting when they were talking to Norm about it and where Storm it started, and, and, they were, and they were asking guys, like, where did this start? Where did the mental health start? Mental health talk start? It really started with Paul George during the bubble, right? We finished yes. the bubble, and he's the first player in the public eye who said, hey, and we're struggling with mental health issues. Guys since have come out. But easily half the players today said almost exactly the same quote. Everybody thinks because we have money and we're professional athletes, we don't have any problems. Well, we're regular people. We're regular people who have regular, regular problems. problems. Yeah, it, but it was it was thrilling, exciting, and yeah, Reggie, he's our cheerleader, man. Oh, he's the That's best for sure. We also sat way too close to another cheerleader, Clipper Darrell. Oh my gosh, really distracting. Close. Really close with two claps after every after almost everything a player said. He's Just a, that. He is a weird dude. <laughs> I uh, love him. I, I well. <laughs> He's not listening, so it doesn't really. Oh, matter. that's fair. None of this will get back to him. That's fair. Uh, but no, it was it was so exciting. The, the thing started off with, with uh, Kawhi Leonard right away. Oh, Kawhi, we got a Kawhi laugh. <laughs> we really we had did. Confirm Kawhi. And laugh. and you must feel very vindicated and supported because Kawhi Leonard basically said, if it weren't for the play-in, he didn't like that. He doesn't like the play-in tournament. I really he got that. He doesn't like the play-in tournament, and he also said he would have played. He said we would have been. Oh, what they said he, was if, he would have joined them if they made it to the finals. Yeah, the question was, <laughs> Kawhi, would you have played if the Clippers had made the playoffs? And he said we would have made the playoffs if it weren't for the stupid play-in. Stupid tournament. play-in. And then he yeah. looked at Chris Wilde, winked, and he winked, and yeah. he walked over and he said, "I see you." He threw I his see new you. balance at me. I see I you. Dodged you. It. you dodged it. You dodged it. I should have caught it's it. It's a big shoe. I should have caught it's it. But what he actually said was, we would have made the playoffs if it weren't for the play-in. But I definitely would have played if we made the finals. Yes. And <laughs> I think great. he would have made it. I think he would have played if we made the playoffs. Whatever. And like Kawhi said, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Start of the season. The deepest team in the NBA by Do, leaps and bounds. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And that came up with some players and what they were talking about as well. Do you, Here's something I feel sure that Clippers Nation is very interested in hearing is what is Kawhi's health level oh yeah where is he as we stand one day away from training it while you're listening to this probably they're on the plane the clippers are right now beginning their trip so that so they can start training camp. by this point uh and he said my intention is to start training camp ready to play see how it feels he says he's stronger he's stronger because he's he spent stronger. the he hasn't been playing so he's just been in the weight room he he's said he's been in the gym for 15 oh. months he's ready he's ready to go he's 100 percent. oh boy I like it. All right, let's listen to some more Clippers right now. You know, we got a lot of talented wings on our team uh, that could play both ways. Uh, you know, dribble, uh, shoot the ball, be able to, you know, guard multiple positions. And I think that's what you need right now in this NBA. Uh, uh, guys that could guard and just switch and be able to knock down open shots. And, uh, you know, We'll see how it uh, unfolds this year, but um, I'm excited. Uh, we got training camp tomorrow. I think Norm's good. Uh, he's he can play both ends of the floor. He's good at on-ball defense. Uh, definitely could shoot. Um, he's improved his scoring, his passing um, since I played with him with the Raptors. 
And uh, Covington just, you know, brings us another guy that could guard multiple positions and stretch that floor out for us. And uh, John, uh, all I could really go back is the two years when I seen him uh, against us versus Houston. Um, he, he was playing well. Uh, you know, that's the last time I've probably seen him in person in a live game action, other than uh, the practices here. But he's been looking great. So uh, let's put it all on the floor and see what we could we could do. Um, like I said, uh, you know, we got a lot of talent here, and I think we can make something happen. I mean, the plan is tomorrow to start training camp. So uh, for me individually, I'll be participating in training camp. So. Um, and then from there, just seeing uh, how my progression is, how I feel, uh, what I'm not feeling, is it moving correctly? And just keep going from there, just gradually building up. But um, right now I feel good, and the plan is to start uh, camp tomorrow and play. I'm very excited. I mean, I missed a whole year last year. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, like I said, it's been 14 months of me just trying to better myself and just focus on my overall body. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Reggie, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan used to complain that home games felt like away games. What's your experience at home and playing in front of Clipper Nation? <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's rowdy, it's amazing. The fan support is uh, great. Um, I think Clipper Nation is just, from players and fans, we're all gonna be appreciative and in two more years, what Steve's honestly doing. That may be the thing that may feel like a road schedule is, uh, is the schedule, you know, how many noon games you have, things like that. But we still have to be professionals and we still have to, you know, um, take on the challenge of what's presented in front of us. But since I've been here, since before the pandemic, you know, that, that 11 game stretch. And since I, like I said, coming back and fans getting back in the building, it's been amazing, the fan support. Um, we always got our own personal mascot right here, the guy who, who carries the whole arena. I've heard him for what, eight plus seasons before I got here. Clipper Darrell, we all know what he does for the fan base, what he does for our team, um, you know, and our spirit. And then, I mean, with Chuck, what he's been doing, with, with, with how many more celebs we've been getting, um, T. Lou's calm demeanor. I think he, he's inviting for, for celebs and fans and all. And um, of course, I mean, things definitely change when you get uh, two of the best players in the league and Paul and Kawhi. So um, I feel like the Clippers have been building it and uh, the fans have been amazing. And like I said, if you build it, they'll come. So the rest of us showed up after after the pairing of those two showed up. And, uh, you know, I think Clipper Darrell's been building something special here for, for decades, being, being a lead fan. So we hope to have this place rocking, um, you know, crypto now. <laughs> uh, RP Staples, and then uh, in the future, you know, we, we hope to have the new arena uh, into it rocking. But you know, we're just we're just excited. We're always excited to play in front of our fans. We're, I'm excited to see how many faces y'all are in here. Like I know it's still new, a little different um, from the pandemic, but not as many masks. Just seeing people. I mean, socially distanced. I understand. Uh, people are just, it's, it's been inviting. It's been welcoming for me. Like, I feel like a kid in the candy stores. I'm always happy to see y'all. Happy to see all the faces, all the personalities, and it's been a blast. And yes, we have one of the best uh, fan bases in sports. I asked that question to Reggie Jackson because you and I have talked about it a, a, bunch, of, a bunch of times. Ad nauseum, I think they say. DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin really did not like playing in that building for a lot of it. And I totally get it, P.S. But also, those guys at that time were drafted by the Clippers, only knew the Clippers, never knew what it was like to be on a home team anywhere else. Weren't working for owner Balmer. Fair enough. By the way, I Fair mean, enough. I think I think I, re I think a lot of what we're seeing, I think a lot of what we're seeing, maybe this was this would have been my question, and I asked you about it between a couple of the players. Like, can you believe how much mental health talk we're hearing? I wonder how much of that is coming straight from Balmer. You know, that is a big thing in corporate America mm. is thinking about people's mental health and how they approach their goals and how they attack their what what they're trying to accomplish. Even Reggie and, said and he that his... was obviously not happening under Sterling. No. I mean, it was like the more we learn even now, it's the more disgusting it is. And why would you want it's a toxic work environment versus a supporting and loving one. And Reggie said Balmer's here. What other owner would be here like that? And yeah. that his joy is infectious and has affected him. But. Take out all the Sterling drama and bull sure. crap. Sure. 
it would be a quiet home crowd 10 years ago. Sure. Especially during the regular season. And it would be games versus random teams like Sacramento and Phoenix where they had a louder, more raucous away presence. And I just don't see that. And I said on this show, last season's home crowd was the best I've ever seen. So obviously winning does that. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard do that. They bring a lot of heat. We got to the Final Four for the first time ever. And Reggie is this great, infectious lover of life. And he feeds off the fans. So I think Clipper Nation is just better than they were 10 years ago. But also, I think Blake and DeAndre were a little spoiled. That Listen, that may absolutely be the case. Who's going to be spoiled this season is Clippers fans. A lot of Clippers fans have been on social media. You mentioned this to me as we were getting into media day, asking what moves we need to make. Where do we need backup center? Backup center. Where, where, where are the backup we missing center? What are we going to do for the what, center? What really became glaringly clear listening to this media day was how many guys we had that we have never really seen play. Right. Norman Powell. And Norman Powell was a great interview today. And the really exciting thing that he said, they asked, what are your goals for the season? And oh, the yeah. very first thing out of his mouth yep. was that his goal is defense and? and being able to guard multiple positions. Later on, another member of the press, I guess, wasn't listening and said, what are your goals? And he followed up and said, uh, I want to be an all-star. I want to be an all-star. And I want to be the starting two guard on this team. Yes. What excites you about the roster? And what is your personal goals going into the season? Um, I think the most exciting thing, I've said it so many times, is the versatility. Um, uh, offensively and defensively, honestly, I think defensive lineups can be really scary. Uh, when you look at our uh, roster from me, Rocco, um, being at it, um, having John out there, and then you got Nico, you got Y and PG, Y back healthy. You know, you can go small ball, you can go go big lineups, um, you can keep uh, the opponents uh, really off balance, um, which way you, uh, the coaches uh, can mix it up out there. Um, I think that's the, the best part about it. Um, offensively, I think it speaks for itself when you look at the roster and see how many different guys can put the ball in the basket in a multitude of ways. Um, I think the offense is, is going to take care of itself. Um, but like defensively, I think uh, that's where uh, we're going to hang our hats and uh, where we can uh, give a lot of teams fits throughout the, uh, throughout the season, um, especially in the playoffs. Um, and then for myself, um, I really just have one goal for myself, and that's to be an all-star. And um, they're coming to camp uh, to prove that I'm a starting two guard. Um, uh, that's uh, my main focus and the things that I've had uh, bullet pointed and, and bold uh, as goals for myself and obviously help this team win the championship. And every player has these big lofty goals. Morris and Zubats came in both clearly having lost weight. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and that was pretty exciting stuff, too, listening to Morris and Zubats talk. Morris is saying Mook has literally not had he's not played the last two off seasons. He's not gone to training camp the last two seasons because of, of his injuries, knee issue. Of his knee, that's right. And this and summer, he's 10 pounds he chased lighter. his kids around. He's 10 yep. pounds lighter. And he's talking about this season, I'm going to get back to dunking. That's right. He didn't have a single dunk last season. And he said he's going to get, quote, some. And he wants to be, do you remember this, what this quote was, what his big goal was? He wants to be the number one three-point shooter on in the, the team. In the league, Oh, in the league, said. that's right. In, in the, the league. league. In the league. Yeah. You know, this is the best I've felt in a long time. Um, dunking now, so I feel good about that. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited, man. I'm going to be the best three-point shooter in the league this year, one of the best leaders. And and whether or not that's Luke Kennard, he said, oh, I don't know, maybe maybe we could share it. He said he'd he probably be find number, me number two. He could be number two. And also what's crazy is Muck, Luke Kennard, obviously Kawhi, Paul George, we have great three-point shooters, Nicholas Batum, none of them shattered and I mean absolutely obliterated the franchise record for most threes in a game except for arguably our best defender Robert Covington who had 11 threes in a game 11 last threes season. in a game and that and that sort of speaks to how deep our team is that no one was asking Rocco really about shooting threes Seaman did you know asking right. him what is how it's going to be different for him and I love that moment too it must be interesting to be brought into a team Maybe I misread this, but Norman Powell was more the premier part of that trade yes, as we brought 100%. him in. Yes. Then Kawhi Leonard's out, Paul because George Kawhi is out. Because Kawhi and him were champions. So in now Rocco literally had the weight of the team on his shoulders for a quarter of the season. Sure. And now this season, maybe that will not need to be the case. Fun fact about Rocco: most hands, most deflections of any player. Ooh, he disrupts. That is fun. He's the biggest disruptor 
defender. This guy is lights out defense. He's your he's your stronger, longer Patrick Beverly on defense. Yeah. But he also literally obliterated that franchise record. And this is what Paul George eleven threes. What Paul game. George says in his interview is that if there's a bright side to him and Kawhi Leonard and Norm Powell being out, I like that. Is that yeah. the younger guys got minutes? And he specifically said the younger guys got minutes and Rocco. Right. When Kawhi went down, Lawrence's uh, or the team's T. Lou's um, approach of having T-Man play more minutes, Luke play more minutes, um, Amir get minutes. Um, a lot of our young guys, I think, grew so much when Kawhi went down um, to where, you know, now if we're faced with obstacles, he's pretty confident in, in the group. Um, and I think the group is confident in each other. Um, having given those minutes and, and, and put in those positions. Um, you know, last year, those guys were in, you know, some, some tough games. They were in games that came down to the wire, and they won some and they lost some. But I think put, being put in those positions as a young player, it helps with your confidence going forth, and it helps with your maturation as a player going forward. Uh, so I think it was a lot of value. Um, granted, you know, you don't want to see your best player go down and, and, and an injury at all, for that matter. But... There was a lot of value, I think, gained from uh, Kawhi being out um, and myself being out. I think it was a lot of minutes there uh, as well. Um, and then the new guys that came in, Norm and Rocco. I know Norm didn't play as much because of injury as well, but Rocco got a ton of minutes, and we got to see what Rocco looked like. Um, and uh, you know, I, it was just it was it was it was almost a gift uh, within the curse. And Rocco, right? Who is not a younger not guy, a younger but guy. holy cow, what? What a diamond in the rough he turned busiest out to be. Busiest hands Surprise. in the NBA. I know you like that. Oh, well, typically, that's your, you've been the busiest hands fan in the NBA. I do have very busy hands fans. <laughs> Stay away from me if you see me at games. A bit of a sad note, we didn't get to see your buddy Mayor Butts today. I know, and I, know I, love, I love Butts. I really also loved PG. I'm, I, I'm honestly having sensory overload right now, so these moments keep popping into my mind. I love it. When Paul George was saying that last season we didn't have any transition game. Right. And having Wall is going to help with that. But he followed that up immediately, very early on in his interview, saying that he wants them to have the Team USA approach. Go as hard as you can for the minutes that you get and know with confidence that the guy who's coming in after you is great. Yes. Our depth is so good. Our team is so deep that... uh, I think we just we, we we can't take that for granted the minutes that we get um you know i, I think in a way we, we should have the, the team usa approach um where you go hard for those minutes that you get and uh if we can do that that gives t Lou the ability to keep us fresh uh keep the rotation going um but i think really that mindset of team usa you you take the best guys and you know of course you know, everybody's good in their own teams. Everybody's the star of their own teams. But when you put us all together, it's how do I make you better now? And, and, and how do I shine with this environment? And, uh, you know, our team is, you know, talent-wise, we're, we're pretty special. And so if everybody just, you know, takes their minutes serious, we attack, you know, with 100%. And when we tired, we ask for a break and know that we got somebody behind us coming in to, to, to bring that same energy. So um, I think it should be a lot of fun. It should be a lot of fun with this team. And, uh, you know, it should be a lot of uh, uh, good nights um, being a Clipper fan. But when you're on the court, get it. Full speed. Yes. And that should be really exciting. Everyone seems to be very healthy. We didn't seem to have anybody talking about lingering, nagging, no. observing. Zoom rolled his ankle in Eurobasket. He said it's fine. Uh, roll my ankle in Eurobasket. But what a mum- uh, They were a real mumbly pair. Mook they, was fantastic. They were a very mumbly pair until they asked Zubats if he and John Wall were going to have pick and roll opportunities, and Zubats was deflecting. Uh, basket. And I believe uh, th- that both. Mook's actual uh, quote was, "Shit, I'll comment on it. It's going to be great." <laughs> hell yeah! Hell, <laughs> hell yeah! yeah. Shit, I'll said. comment on it. Hell yeah! It's going to be great. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, he's been doing that with uh, big guys for his whole career, and. Uh, He's really great at it, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the training camp, to the beginning of the season, to see, you know, just to work with him, just to, uh, just to have someone that, uh, you know, I can play. Uh, I speak for him. Hell yeah, it's gonna be a great connection. <laughs> I know both players. 
Don is, is amazing. He's a great passer. Zoo is one of the best big finishers we got in the NBA. So I think it's, you know, a match made in heaven. So if you could have asked a question today, would you have asked a question or were you just literally outside of your brain because it's been three years since we've had a proper meeting? I'll day? be, I will be, I'm going to pull back the mic, the curtain here for a moment oh. and say I speak professionally and have hosted and dove, done interviews with Tommy Lasorda. I mean, I've, I've done big sports interviews in my days as a host before we were doing this podcast. Yes, sir. I wouldn't be nervous to speak. Of course but not. there is the part of me who always questions if my question is a good question or is it more like a fan question, well, a layman's question. You brought up question. earlier, someone said, what are your goals? Follow-up question, what are your goals? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. these questions aren't exactly So I, I will say that this is the last media day that I will shy away with questions because consistently, every time I think of one and think, oh, I don't know, is that someone a good question? Literally see. Yeah. Simmons' question for Rocco was my question. Yeah. I would have asked when it felt like Rocco wasn't going to get asked a lot of I know. Questions. I was going to ask him about shattering and I the was record. Thinking, yeah. And I was thinking, like, hey, what happens when you're the guy who's relied upon for that many games and now coming into another season, how do, how do you feel differently about this season? And right. that was basically what Seaman asked him. Uh, my question would have been for Coach Lou. And it would have been to ask him, like, what is this that we're experiencing? Is this what's happening in the zeitgeist? This mental health, find See, your I joy, like find your peace, is that – is that our society? Is that the coach? Or is that the owner? I and you just like, think it's team, it's society-wide. A, I think it's society, but also I think if you notice, it was Justin Russo asking that question over and over and over again. So I think Justin Russo oh. is writing a piece on mental health. Interesting. So he wanted to ask that question to every single player. But so Reggie because, wasn't asked when he said, I've been finding my joy and finding my peace. But he was listening. Because Reggie That's was the one player that was in the back listening to the other guys. That's interesting. So I think it was because Russo at Fly By Night is doing a piece on mental health in the NBA because he kept asking that same question to all the guys. So I think that was kind of a through line that yeah. guys and other reviewers, interviewers rather, were picking up on. That's fair. But although, you, although to answer my own question, Reggie then said about Bomber, what's amazing about him is his spirit. Yeah, Like joy. you said, yeah. he said no one's... You don't ever see an owner at one of Only these media Cuban. days. Only Cuban. He said everybody wants to talk about his monetary accomplishments, right. but it's his spirit. Lust for life that's or whatever in, he said. That's yeah. incredible. I also loved, oh, man, are you – I don't want to lead the, lead the witness. How are you feeling about John Wall after seeing him in person Woo! talking? Oh, he's got fire. Uh, yeah, I got a chip on my shoulder. Anybody would, you know what I mean, having played last year and then come back and play this year. But like I said, uh, I'm just happy I get the opportunity to play the game that I love. Uh, the basketball is my sanctuary. When I step between those four lines, um, whatever I go through off the court, I kind of can cancel it out. Uh, like I said, whatever role T. Lou want me to do, I'm willing to accept. Um, the last couple of years, I've matured. I think I'm a better man, a better person. I'm a better father. And uh, whatever my role is on this team, I'm just trying to come over and help them win. And uh, we all got an ultimate goal of what we're trying to do. We have Kawhi that has two championships. We have Tulu that has one as a coach. And we all a little older in our careers, and that's our ultimate goal to try to win. So it starts tomorrow, uh, taking every day, every practice, like we're a championship team. And uh, hopefully we can get that goal. I just feel like for my whole career, a lot of people don't give me my respect. And uh, I don't know why. It is what it is. Uh, like I said, I got a chip on my shoulder, but that's not like the reason why I'm happy to be back. Like I put in a lot of work. Everything I've been through the last two, three last years, I don't think a lot of people could have got through that. And uh, true testimony to myself, like I say my team, my family, my kids, the mother of my kids, uh, just having great people around me. Um, me maturing as a man, becoming a better father, a better person. But uh, just let the world know, like you're gonna see a dog. Like that's what you got when you sign me. And I think a lot of people that was there was shocked at what I did. And uh, you seeing that and then seeing it, like Rocco just said, the team that we have here, a lot of great veterans we have here, it can get real scary. He's got he's a fire got, oh, in his mad. belly. He's, he's mad. Everyone thinks he's old. Everyone thinks that John Wall is old. Here's a quote. A he's lot of people my whole old. career didn't give me my respect. Oh, he's going to show You're going to see a dog. That's what you got dog. when you signed me. I mean, that's amazing. You're going to see a dog. That's what you – and he, he's talking about having a chip on his shoulder. He's mad. Yeah, the thing about I love it. Kawhi Leonard, who leads by example, yeah. not with his mouth. Yeah. But I'll tell you something about – Oh, he was pretty – he was pretty vibrant today. For Kawhi. Yeah. But I'll tell you something about our other leader, who leads with his mouth and leads with his telephone and his Rolodex, Go on. Paul George. Yeah. Paul George reached out to his best friend in the NBA, Reggie Jackson – and said, "Come to the Clippers. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna need you. We want you. You want to be here." 
and he came. And then look what he did in the offseason. Reached out to his friend, John Wall, who came up with him, who is 32. People treat John Wall like he's Chris Paul's age. John Wall is not Chris Paul's age. Chris Paul just celebrated his 53rd birthday. Happy birthday to Jake from State Farm's buddy, Chris Paul. Wait, it's, it's John true. Wall's 32 Excuse years me. young. He might as well be 30 because he didn't play for the last season and a half of basketball. Dude, he He's doesn't have less mileage. Miles. Yeah, absolutely. And looks healthy and, and, again, has a chip on his shoulder. Yes. We have, we, have, you, we have recounted this for 20 years. Most dangerous player in the NBA is the one who's got a chip on his shoulder, the one who's got something to prove. It's Absolutely. What made, it's what made Kobe Bryant so dangerous. Yes. It's what made uh, Michael Jordan so dangerous. He would make up insults that weren't even there. Right. He would create Tom Brady. reasons to have a chip Tom on his Tom Brady. Shoulder. Tom, how are you feeling about being the best in the league? You're saying I'm the worst in the league. I'll show you. Like, I, yeah, what? <laughs> I never yes. said that, Tom. Wow, we think you're great, Tom. You're the greatest ever. You and Giselle are living apart? Man, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers cast is going great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of football, we got Dallas Cowboys, East Rutherford Giants of New Jersey football on Monday night tonight. Go Giants! Oh, Black, the Cowboys <laughs> are in a lot of trouble. They were anyway before the season Undefeated. started, but without Dak Prescott, Undefeated super Giant in football. a lot Here of trouble. This is real cute. You acting like you're a football <laughs> fan. You hate football. Okay, so you're a Rams fan more than you're a Giants fan. Twenty years ago, twenty years ago, Burbank, Hank, Henry Dittman, and Chris Cullwild became Clippers season ticket holders yeah. 20 years ago. Folks, we have been at basically every home game yeah. for 20 years. Yeah. The lion's share. I've been to probably every playoff home game of the past 20 years. I think I missed one. 10 years ago, we started this show. Every year I say, oh, this is our year. This is our year. This is our year. And I'm saying it again. But I am saying it with more sincerity i am saying it with more optimism and it's not just reggie jackson and steve ballmer who are infectious we are the deepest team by leaps and bounds and the one hiccup that clipper nation wants to talk about on social all the time is who's going to be our backup center oh my gosh get 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 over it get over it robert covington but also marcus morrison nicholas we chose to play batum two two seasons ago in final playoff runs because he matched up better absolutely how are you feeling going into this next season? I feel great. This is our year. I, I really think that we're going to be one or two. Yep. I really think that. I think it's going to be the Warriors right up there and us right up there. Okay, Memphis is going to be good. Yes. Phoenix is going to be good. Yes. Maybe Denver. Probably Dallas. Other than that, okay, Minnesota Timberwolves. Possibly. Yep. They don't scare me. The East, meanwhile, is completely stacked. And yeah. if we were in the East... More teams would scare me than in the West. It's not the wild, wild West anymore. It's not the Western Conference anymore. Yes, we have the champs, and yes, we have the deepest team in the Clippers, but I'm telling you, there will be way more winning basketball teams in the East than the West. This could be a six-winning team Western Conference. Well, it could be. I, I, I think that the, what it's going to come down to is our depth. Now, I will tell you this, because I know you love how much I say I am nervous purvis. I hate that and other th- other names, but I feel confident Bonifant. I'm sorry. Bonifant. <laughs> Bonifant. This feels right. Is that uncle or Aunt Bonifant? Aunt Bo- my Aunt Bonifant from <laughs> oh, Houston, Texas. Oh you know, man, you listen, don't disrespect my family right now. My Aunt Bonifant was great. I feel confident, and I think, although, gal. although a lot remains to be seen when we actually see these players play. Like, I think we have... We have a little bit of a fantasy world in our heads about what happened. We're remembering Kawhi Leonard blocking a shot with one finger. Yes. And we're, we're remembering these highlights and thinking we're playing the what could have been game, which always escalates the quality of your teams. That said, we are so deep. Yeah. We are so deep. And we are not deep with a bunch of veterans who you shouldn't really be putting on the court. We're, and we're deep with a bunch of bench players who started for the last 30 games of the season last year. So I, I like us. I, it's hard not to bet on the champs. Sure. And, we, and they have been the burr in our saddle literally since they became a thing. If it's so hard not to bet on the champs. But I'm confident Bonifant. Would you take a six-pack bet with me right now? Clippers out of the West? No, because I want to bet. I would never bet against them. Okay. Fine. I will not there bet against no them. There is no six-pack on the line. But I do think, I mean, Clippers, Warriors, Western, Western Conference, Conference Finals, Finals. Amazing. With the Suns eliminated in the play-in. <laughs> I love the Suns. 
the Suns eliminated in the play. It would be amazing. That'd be great. I th- I think your top six. Let's just predict top six right now. Okay. Okay. Top six right now. You and I can both agree Clippers Warriors are going to be one, two, two of the top yeah. six. Teams. Yeah. It's hard to one imagine. Or two. Really, jokes aside, it's hard them. to imagine that it's not um, Suns Memphis. Like it was last in year in the three four. Yes, I'm not even, were, we're, and we're not even looking at last year's standings. Last year, Phoenix was one. Have, Memphis have was the two. Mavs put anybody else around Duke 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 Alonchic? Duke a <laughs> failure to launch? I don't think so. They haven't made that many moves. They picked up some guy. From, New Orleans just signed C.J. McCollum to a fat contract, and Zion looks healthy, and they're pretty formidable. I'm not putting them in my top six. T Wolves, they got two towers. Yeah, they got Rudy. Gobert. Yeah, and Gobert and Cat, but then they lost. Patrick Beverly, who is the lifeblood of that locker room. Right. We, you and I haven't even talked about Pat Bev suiting up to the L word. I think this is the first time in Patrick Beverly's career that he plays the lion's share of the season and his team does not make the postseason. Every year that he plays when he's not injured, his team makes the playoffs. I don't see them making the playoffs. Do you think they – were you – Listen, we are professional thespians mm-hmm. and have been making our living at it for over 50 years combined. Yes, and Did you believe the performance of Russell Westbrook supporting Patrick Beverly at Patrick's Welcome press conference? Did you believe that performance? So you think they really do hate each other? I don't know that I think they hate each other, but I mean... Uh, Pat Bev they literally... They sure had a ton of beef. They said, like, you know, are you excited to play with LeBron and Anthony Davis? And he goes, they didn't make the playoffs last year. I did. They should be They should be excited to play with me. He's not. He doesn't parse his he's words. He's already. He's already talking Throwing ass. shade. Oh, we can say shit because we've already had Marcus Morris say it five times. At his teammates. At his teammates. Because he can't help himself because he knows he hates those jerks. Ugh. And he hates being an L word. He knows it. I, I, I hate to see him on the L word. And this is the most conflicted I've ever been because Patrick Beverly is one of my favorite players of all time favorite former clipper of all for time sure. yeah one of the favorites and i genuinely rooted for his success when he was with the timberwolves because they were adorable and they hadn't made the playoffs in forever and oh they're cute but now i want nothing but downfall oh yeah i won't cheer for him i mean you you have to know when we play the lakers and he takes the court he'll get low you don't have them in your top six the right i'm going back to no. the top six no i don't i've right, already lost six. i believe i've lost two six packs Betting on the Lakers doing better than Clippers, they did. I won't do it again. Warriors, Suns, Memphis, Grizzlies. Those are four we both agree on, correct? I think Dallas and New Orleans could slide in there. You don't think New Orleans? I don't think New Orleans. I would say Dallas and Denver. Oh, yeah, Denver. Because Denver's getting what's his Utah name is back. a full rebuild. Utah's literal crap it's show. It's just the Joker. They are rebuilding. No, no, no. Joker's on Denver. Oh, Utah Duh, has I, was get, yeah, no I, have, I have never gotten Utah those right. Has, they're in a rebuild. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in a full rebuild. Tank. So, yes, Denver. Tank. Yes, Denver. But we give them trouble with depth. I, we gave them tell, trouble without our top three guys. We're not getting eight winning teams. There will not be eight winning teams in the West. You think they're, it's, gonna, you think it's going to be a full year. reversal of fortunes west to east? Do you think yes. that literally it'll be six teams that are above 500, but the east will all— Have ten. Interesting. That's my prediction. Ten right. winners in the East. We'll watch for that. Six in the West. That's something fun for us to watch for in the middle of the season. 100%. At the All-Star break when we've already clinched a playoff berth from, from going 41-0. <laughs> I'll take it. But I, I think that literally that's how bad the West could be this year. I, I think you there's going to be a top tier. It would tier. be nice to there's me. Gonna be a, it would oh, here's be nice really for want. me to play a bunch of teams like here's the East what always want. gets to do. I've been thinking this. I've been giving this a think. Okay. Here, here's what I really want this team to accomplish. A, Ty Lue, for the first time as a Clipper head coach, will not go 0-2 after the regular season. Because we went 0-2 in the play-in, got kicked out. Every round of the playoffs the year before, when we didn't make the play-in, we went 0-2. Start strong, hold the lead. I want to see A, Ty Lue, lead us to not 0-2. But I really want to see a sweep. Or a win in five situation in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Oh my! My hope for that this, is my desperate. Oh, it'd be great because it's always biting. It's never happened. It's always biting fingernails. Clippers in six is the best Skin we've ever done. It's ever. always heart. Ever. Uh, my my hope is a little different, and we got a taste of it today with that interview from Norm Powell. I'd like us to have three All Stars this season. Woo! I'd like to see. The obvious answer is John Wall, I'd, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. I'd like. Well, I think a lot of guys are going to be jockeying for that. I'd I'd like to see. 
us be the best three-point shooting team in the league again. Maybe in league history I'd again. like to see that, and I'd love to see a, a defensive identity be the thing that defines us. Well, Paul George said it best when he said, "You norm, normally a team will switch and you'll find a weakness. There are no weaknesses nope. when we switch. We're going to switch and they're still not going to be able to do anything. No. I mean, we can switch everything. Um, I think I think that's the beauty and the scary part about our team now. We can switch everything and still not give up a basket. Uh, a lot of times when teams are switching, there's still a weak link that a team would try to isolate and go at. Uh, you can't do that with us if we switch. Um, our speed, our length, our athleticism, and I think just our individual uh, defensive IQ um, and, and our, hand, our hands, um, quick hands, quick feet across the board. Um, we got guards that rebound like John. Um, you know, I, I think that's it's going to be a real problem. And then when we get a stop, we're going to the other end. It's pressure for teams to, to, to guard that. If we got a team or a, or a personnel on the court that's all wings, uh, it's tough for teams to have to, to guard that and match up against that. So um, it's, it's going to cause some coaches. And, and, you know, it really might transcend the league to where the game might go to five out wings on the floor. Um, you know, we could be that kind of team that teams try to emulate um, because of the success hopefully we have doing it. Who's our worst defender, Luke Kennard? He's a great team defender. We've got nothing but lights out defenders on this team. Yeah. We got nothing but lights out wings. Paul George said we might he, we might change the league. We might he change that. We the might way change teams the league. play. Five wings on the floor at once. We're going to see it, Clipper Nation. Get excited. I don't think he'd just be saying it if it wasn't something that could happen. Absolutely. And Ty Lue is Didn't the kind talk of, out of his butt. zero gravity space chess competitor that will try anything once. You know me and my busy hands. I'll try anything I'm once. I'm imagining like five wings take the court and it's like five guys playing pop a shot at the same time. <laughs> Somehow. Right. Sure. <laughs> Are they allowed to have five balls on the, on the court? I th- in, in this scenario, that is what I'm suggesting. Who do you think is the top five? I'll, excuse me. Who do you think is the starting five? I'll go first. Go ahead. I think John Wall sure. is I, your starting point I've been guard. saying that since we made the trade. You I weren't convinced. Changed. Now you change your mind. I've changed 100%. my mind. Great. Welcome. I've changed my mind. Welcome. John Wall's starting point guard. Yeah. I think your two guard is not Norman Powell starting. I think it's Paul George. I think your three is Kawhi Leonard. I think Muck Morris is the four power forward, and Avicha Zubats is your five. That's who I think is your starting five. Wall, George, Leonard, Muck, Zoo. I could be wrong. Well, what, what, first of all, I agree with you. That would also be my guess for starting five. But when Norman is saying he wants to be the starting two, two. guard, do you then think you that shift that's. Paul George to three and I was Kawhi a, to that's, four. That's what I was about to say. Now so out. That's what he's hoping is that's the way we move because Kawhi's big and he got bigger. He's stronger. So you're saying John Wall possibly, Norman Powell at the two. PG I th- I think at for the, the three, Kawhi four, I, I, Zubat's five. I think that's what we would be heading towards and we'll see how that goes. You know, I, I love Marcus Morris. I'm a big Marcus Morris apologist in the part of the season where everyone's talking about trading him. I love Mook. Me too. I think he's awesome. Love him. And now we're hearing last two seasons he has not really been healthy. His knee. And now this season he's talking about being a new man. Ten because he's lighter. chasing his kids around. He feels great. I spent most of the offseason in Florida chasing my kids around. Horrible and decision with them. about Florida. They wake me up. Stop that. We wake, <laughs> we, wake, we wake up and they play and they get my training day started every day. Yeah. So that Chasing said, I think you've got to give Morris a chance. I agree. Especially when he's got a goal of being the best three-point shooter in the league. But yeah. this is a, it's a much more fun competition for me to think of Norm competing with Mook okay. than to think of him competing in his own position. He's competing to say, let's rethink this lineup and slide these guys bigger. Absolutely. But maybe it depends on how the, big, the bigs are. So the, the locked three, Zubats at center, and you start Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, either at the two and three, or the two and four, or the three and four. Yeah. So those three but guys I, but are I also, locked. I think I also, for me, Wall is also a lock, but that's opinion. Uh, John Wall. It's opinion. So there you go. So what you're saying is it's a competition between Mook and Norman Powell. I mean, that's what it sounds like. That's what Norman Powell wants, because he certainly doesn't think he's going to take Paul George's position. I'll tell you Paul's something. going to come off the bench. I'll tell you something, then I'm going to let you go, because I know you got to get back to Burbank. Reggie Jackson is the ideal candidate 
to be jockeying for starting point guard because yeah. that guy will not be offended or upset if he comes off the bench. He's also the ideal candidate, and I think we know a little bit about what it takes to win this award to be sixth man of the year. If, if he does come, to off, come the bench. off the bench. Sure. And I think that's something that you look towards if you're, if you're Reggie. But this is going to be a, this is, this should be fascinating to see how this plays out in general with the whole team. Because we got a lot of guys who are going to get a lot less minutes this season oh, who yeah. we relied on heavily last season. It's a marathon. So what, a is that, what does that turn into? Do we see that there are players who were great last season that it takes them a while to warm up and so it doesn't quite work out because you got to be able to come off the bench really fast and drain your shots? Um, but more likely what we'll see is what does it do to guys' temperament? And are they just happy to win? You and, and I, I. This would have been my question for Rocco, and I, maybe why I was nervous to ask it was I couldn't. <gasps> nervous I, like confident? Nervous purpose. I maybe. <laughs> oh, purpose. You weren't nervous like Aunt Ponfadal. Uh, Bonifant, <laughs> okay. which is a name. Okay, uh, sure. And maybe, and as it turns out, first of all, my question was awesome. Toot, toot. Oh, no. Uh, You're tooting your own horn but, on your hypothetical but, question but, that uh, you didn't ask? But I think the reason why I was nervous to ask it was because I didn't want it to sound as if I was saying, hey, man, we needed you last season, and this season we don't need you so much, so what's that doing to your headspace? Right. But that is my question. Right. My question is, what We're is it? We're going to find out. But, but frankly... What I kept coming around to was, I bet they just will be thrilled to not be playing with eight healthy guys. Right. Only. They'll just be thrilled yeah. to have a full roster of guys looks, and win. Everybody looks good. Winning solves all problems. All problems. Winning fixes everything. So I, I, I am incredibly fired up after this media day. It was so awesome to sit there with you, my best oh, friend and best. broadcast partner, Chris sure, Kawhile. Sure, sure. Uh, can't wait to see what happens. And, and Clippers Nation, mm. get Clips Nation. Give us some reviews. Give us some shares. Ask us some questions on Twitter. Next Clipcast, we'll answer them. At sure. LA Clipcast. Write us reviews. We'll read them. On Instagram, on Twitter, at LA Clipcast or at Henry Dittman. Or I'm back. The Haley's Comet of Twitter is back on Twitter. Yeah, well, at Chris Wild. Duh. Within a D-U-H. day, somebody posted, I can't wait to for this, this time's cryptic escape from Twitter. Yeah. Let's just see. Wait, so you your th- fellow Giants friend. Jamie Rebutto. So you think that I'll just delete my Twitter? That's what you think? Well, I'll show you and delete it right now. You are the French exit of social media. Yes, the Houdini. The Irish goodbye of social media. Why don't you you sound the horn on our 11th season, you old 11th season? Here we come. Toot toot, man. I just want to ask you guys, what's something that you guys are going to focus on this season as a team? Uh... Shit, the I don't know why, but uh, just because we make a lot of money and we, we famous, they think we don't have the same problems regular people got. We still a regular person. In the day, we just wake up and get opportunity to play the game that we love and make the money to take care of our families. But we still go through the same emotional things y'all go through. That and that's one thing. Uh, that's one thing I don't think a lot of people understand and a lot of people respect. Uh, but I think for me, like uh, just hearing uh, one of my close friends, Demar Derozan, and uh, Kevin Love come out and speak on depression. Uh, just hearing that, and then also. The platform we have with social media. Uh, we're able to touch a lot of people like everybody's accessible now because of camera phones and social media. So I think that gave us a platform to go out there and speak on it a little bit more. Absolutely. Because it's a crazy world we're living in right now. Say <laughs> it twice. <laughs> it's a crazy world we're living in. On paper, that everybody, a lot of people are probably choosing us and it looks good on paper. But there have been many teams like that you know, in the history of the game. So. It's always the fun part is the, the process of it. And uh, I can't wait. I honestly can't wait till I'm enjoying this media right now, but like I'm excited to get on the plane to see where people sit, where seats are at, um, what activities <laughs> going on. If Rook, if Moose is doing the right job, like if he's picked up everything that he needs to. So I'm waiting to see all these personalities mesh. And that's, I think that's what has me so excited. When you look at our roster, you look at uh, the health of everyone on this team. Um, it's good. It's good to have that pressure. I think um, the fact of the matter is not a lot of teams get that pressure going into a season. So for us, uh, we, we honor that. Um, we embrace that. Um, very excited of what's to come this year. Um, since I've been here, I think we've yet to put a full healthy season with everybody in uniform. So a lot of optimism there um, of what we can accomplish when we're all full strength. So very excited. Um, I think this year is, uh, you know, definitely a, a, a great opportunity to win and win big. Um, and I think everybody feels and senses that. 
So, you know, day one, um, we're going to get after it.